0: Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, August 19th, 2020. This is Shannon and I am here with a whole bunch of people. Amber, Stacey, Brooke, Kira and Kristen. Natalia was supposed to be with us today but she is not feeling well and so I will talk about her books as well as my own because Natalia has really great books this month and it would not be good to leave them out. So this is our episode of looking forward to the biggest releases of September, at least the biggest releases as far as we are concerned. So there are a bunch of us with a bunch of fabulous things to tell you about. Um, This is Kira's first episode, so we are very, very happy to have you with us, and we will get started. So before we dive in, I have, of course, the usual housekeeping information for you. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. And we are going to have Amber start us off, followed by Stacy, Brooke, then me, Kristen, Kira, And then I will return again in Natalia's, of course, final position, um, as she always is. So we will turn it over to Amber for her first book.
1: Okay, so my first book that I'm looking forward to in the month of September is Horrid. And it is by Katrina Leno. And it comes out on... Uh, September 15th and so this is a book about Jane and her mom and Jane's father recently died and they decide to move from California where they lived with her father to Maine and you know the the, the house in Maine is a little creepy it's um, you know it's it's not good and Jane's mom used to live there, you know, before she moved to California with her dad and, you know, the house is just creepy and Jane starts to get bullied, you know, starts to get bullied at school and it brings out the worst in her and it brings out the worst in her bully. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Carrie by Stephen (gasps) King. Um, And there's also a locked storage room in the house or what Jane thinks is a storage room, but it's actually a little girl's room. And so it is a book about family secrets. It's a book about what happened with Jane's mom when she was at that house and that bullying situation as well. So it's, it's a contemporary horror novel. It looks really good. And it is called Horrid by Katrina Leno. And it comes out on September 15th. And wow. I think I need to
2: put this on my TBR right yes. away because anytime you see a locked door to a little girl's room, you know, it's going to be creepy McCreeperson. Just that you know, I it.
1: love creepy McCreeperson. And I'm like, I know I'm using that phrase from now on because
3: <laughs> And for me, it doesn't sound like any ghosts are in it. No, so no, I'm ghosts, gonna, like no it. ghosts. Yes. And I'm going to like it too. Yes. It's on my TBR as well.
2: But it kind of has, like, some shades of,
3: like, gothic. Whenever you think of, like,
2: the
1: house, Yeah. And in Maine. Maine. Yes. Yes. And the winter is coming, folks. Oh, dear. Yes, it is. (laughs) The winter is always coming in Maine, but, you know, it's fine. Right. That sounds creepy. Yes.
2: I've been awaiting this book since last September when I read the first book in the trilogy, which was Serpent and Dove by Shelby Mahirin, and... Uh finally, on the greatest day of September, which is September 1st, the birthday of some twins on this podcast. Um, yeah, so of course it's going to be a, fa- yes, so of course it's going to be a fabulous day. But anyway, the sequel to Serpent and Dove, Blood and Honey, Serpent and Dove, book two is coming out. And I don't want to be all spoilery because I just think people who do that are jerks. So what I will <laughs> say about this book is just that um, in the first book, Lou, who is our heroine, is hiding a pretty major secret. This book is sort of like an, well, the the world is sort of like an alternate France. Um, And it sort of has some shades of sort of medieval times, but also I want to say there might be some steampunk to it, but honestly, I I hope I'm not misspeaking because it has been a year since I read the first book. But what I can tell you is it's like an alternate sort of France and the church is sort of in charge and is sort of battling it out with the witches. And Lou, our heroine has a pretty big secret that she is trying to conceal. And through a convoluted bunch of circumstances, she ends up being forced into marriage with one of the witch hunters of the church. And So she's trying to keep this major secret and trying to get to know, in a very awkward way, of course, because when you have, like, these forced marriages, you don't know the person to whom you are now affianced or married and, like, you're together all the time. So she's trying to get to know her husband while hiding this secret. Well, much trial and tribulation ensues in book one, and book two is a sequel to that and i know this is kind of like the dumbest description of all time but i just i don't want to give too much away so what i'm going to say to you is um it's 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 classified as young adult i would say this would be like um older young adult or even new adult in my opinion um there are a little bit of um relational scenes at some points and anyway so book 2 uh continues where book 1 leaves off um and What I will tell you is Lou and Reed, her husband, and a couple other people are on the run from many different factions of this world who are out to get them. And so, you know, a lot of things are going to happen um, as they're being chased by many different people. And so thus endeth the dumbest description of all time. But what I will tell you is I don't read Young Adult and I love this book so much. I've been waiting since last September for book two And book two, again, is Blood and Honey, Serpent and Dove, book two, by Shelby Mahirin, and it comes out
1: on September 1st. Yes. I'm really excited to read this, not only, like, the first one, not only because, you know, it's historical fiction, it's France, it's got witches, but you also said steampunk, and I really, really hope it has steampunk. Yeah, I hope I'm not lying about that. (laughs) That's okay, because steampunk is one of my favorite things.
2: Mine too.
0: Yes. Steampunk is awesome. There's so much cool steampunk out there.
3: So my first pick for tonight is going to be One by One by Ruth Ware. Oh, and yes. I've actually really, really liked a lot of her books so far. So I'm really looking forward to this one. Especially because this one takes care takes place in the winter at a Resort chalet. Ooh. And that sounds great, right? Because winter and chalet, you think nice, warm, cozy, relaxing. Well, imagine you've got eight of your coworkers with you. <laughs> and none of these coworkers can you trust. Well, yeah. this is what has happened for our people in this book. They don't give me any names in the synopsis, so I can't help you there. But um, their company has taken them to this resort, chalet for a kind of like a company um, collaboration and um, kind of get to know you, get to know you better, I guess, um, sort of if, like event. Well, there's an avalanche and now these people are stuck in this place. And as I mentioned before, you really can't trust your coworkers. So what's going to happen? And that's all Something I can bad. give you right now. That's all I can give you. So you'll <laughs> yes. have to read it just like me. One by one by Ruth Ware. I love books that it take out? place in the winter and that are winter chalets. Like, when is this out? Oh, September 8th.
0: Okay, so my first book tonight is one that I have been looking forward to since about, I don't know, April. And this is Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas. And this is an author that I heard speak for the first time at BookCon when it was online this spring. So this is young adult fantasy and it is from the perspective of a non-binary protagonist, which I think is really cool. And it is about this young boy who has, or I guess he, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. So our character is named Yadriel and he has summoned a ghost. And he's not really sure what he wants to do about this because that's not something that he has ever really thought that he could do. And so as the story goes on, we learn even more about Yadriel. We learn about his life. We also learn that because he considers himself to be non-binary, he struggles a lot with identity. And not only how does he identify himself just in daily life, but what about magic? Because he is a brujo, which is um, a form of Latinx um, spirituality, he has some beliefs about magic that he's not sure kind of gel with his identity. So he's trying to figure this out. He's trying to get rid of this ghost And this, I just thought, was a really clever take on the whole good versus evil in young adult fantasy and also doing a really great job of allowing readers to come to understand a little bit more about the world of the Brujo and Bruja, um, as well as bringing in the whole like gender identity piece, which is such a big deal for so many teens um, Aidan Thomas is an incredibly articulate author. It was so fantastic to hear him speak this spring and to speak so um, so passionately about this book and about sort of what prompted him to write it. So I am really looking forward to this. It is Cemetery Boys by Aidan Thomas, and it comes out on September 1st. So my first
4: book tonight is called Majesty, and it is book two of the American Royals series by Catherine McGee. And this series is so delightful. Um, American Royals is the name of the first book. And this series kind of takes us into what the world could be if George Washington had been a king instead of president. And the family that is in this book are descendants of King George I and Queen Martha. Um, and it is a delightful story and it's very modernized. It's in today's world, um, today's, you know, um, well, not exactly today but in what used to be normal um, america Um, and you have twins samantha and jeffrey you have beatrice who is um uh preparing to become the first queen of america her father george and her mother adelaide which i believe that name is very pretty um and it's a name i've never heard before and then we have nina and daphne and so many others that come together and there's scandal in this book um a lot of scandal that i enjoyed immensely um so beatrice is preparing to take the throne and she has to choose a husband because she finds out that her father is sick and then you have um prince jeffrey who has his ex-girlfriend who is trying to weasel her way back into the American fa- or the royal family, and then you have his current love interest, who is also his sister's best friend. So there's a lot of scandal there, and then book two is going to pick up pretty much after Beatrice has to take and due to the loss of her father. And so It's going to pick up from there, and I think we'll get to see more of Beatrice coming into her own because she kind of had decided she didn't want to be queen, but now she doesn't have that choice. And so we're going to get to see more of her story. But I am looking forward to Majesty's American Royals Book 2, and that comes out on September the 1st. So that is going to be my airplane book next month.
0: There are a lot of great books coming out on the first. I
4: see that. I yes see that. <laughs> yes. I see that. Um, All right, Kira, it is your book bistro
5: debut. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Well, thanks for having me guys. I'm here to talk to you guys about um, one of my most anticipated books by Mary Lou called um, "Sky Hunter." It's a dystopian young adult novel um, by a New York Times bestseller, so that's cool. Um, A little bit about my reading habits. This just falls right in line with what I really like. I do like um, dystopian kind of novels and it seems like this book is a good mixture of like dystopian as well as um, young adult, which I don't read that much anymore, but I'm excited to pick that up and um, sort of some sci-fi elements so, the story centers around these um, warriors that are called strikers, and they are an elite fighting force that protects the dystopian city of Mara. And um, our main character is a um, striker who her name is um, uh, Talin, and uh, she is um, working with her. Uh, with the fellow strikers to defend against the federation of Carinza. And this federation um, captures people in um, this dystopian world and kind of transforms them into these mutant like war beasts. So um, they're called ghosts. So the strikers fight these ghosts and it looks like for Mara and her team, like all hope is lost after Um, a very devastating battle but the story seems to pick up where um, a mysterious prisoner is um, found and brought to the land of Mara and uh, Talon um, is really um, taken by this prisoner and she doesn't know what to make of him like is he a spy can he be trusted is he like the key to their survival. So it seems like there might be some sort of intrigue or romance in there as well. Um, it all around seems like a really exciting story. Um, a little bit about Mary Lou, which I found really interesting. She actually used to be a video game designer. So I'm assuming that her book is going to be really like visually descriptive and have a lot of details being a, fo- a former excuse me, a video game designer. Um, so again, that is Skyhunter um, by Mary Lou and that book comes out on um, September 29th. So towards the end of the month gives you something to look forward to. I,
0: I love 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 Mary Lou. Um, <laughs> her Warcross books are super awesome. Um, I also really like her Young Elite series. So, Natalia's first pick tonight is one of the podcast's favorites. This is When No One is Watching by Alyssa Cole. And it also comes out on September 1st. And Alyssa Cole... Normally writes um, a mix of both contemporary and historical romances, but here she has tried her hand at a romantic thriller, and i 'm very, very excited about this so this looks at the gentrification of Brooklyn and how a woman who was born in Brooklyn, raised there, and has really felt at home there you know all of her life is now beginning to feel a little bit out of place as things become. and more gentrified she feels like this city is losing its its spirit and so she joins forces with one of the new arrivals on her block who is a history buff named theo and together they begin to kind of dig into what is behind this gentrification movement um kind of just beyond like what you might think of as like kind of scratching the surface of like why do cities change why do places undergo these overhauls and kind of lose their their sense of self. And apparently what they discover about Brooklyn and its gentrification could be very, very dangerous. So I don't know much more than that. Um, there's not a ton of information about this book. I do, however, have an ARC. Um, and so I will be reading this really soon. See, I'm really happy. Like not that I'm glad that Natalia not here. Yes. <laughs> But not that, you know, I didn't want Natalia to be here because I always do, but since she's not here, I get to talk about this book and how I have an early copy and how lucky that makes me. So here I am like touting my arcs once again. But anyway, there's not a ton of information out there about this, but I'm really excited because Alyssa Cole has written some fantastic things in the past and I'm really eager to see kind of her take on a thriller with of course a bit of romance woven into the story. So this is When No One Is Watching by Alyssa Cole and it comes out on September 1st.
1: Okay, so my second book is A Deadly Education, Scholomance Number no. 1 by Naomi Novik and it comes out on September 29th. And I love Naomi Novik. Um and this is kind of a departure for her, I think, because normally she does sort of fairy tale ret- retellings. And this is this does not look like that is it. So there is a school for the magically minded and Elle is attending. Uh but if you fail at this school, it basically means you die. And oh. <clears throat> so, you know, there is some uh you know motivation to pass your your grade. And so this school is for magically minded folks, and the teachers, the you know your other classmates, and the school itself cannot be trusted. But L has the power to basically um, bring down the entire world. and she is at this magical school to kind of find out what the secrets of this school are, and it sounds really good. Um, you know, I'm a huge Naomi Novik fan. No Novik fan, so I'm really excited about this one. It doesn't give a lot of information in the synopsis, so I can't really tell you much more. But again, that's a Deadly Education's golemance number one by Naomi no- Novik, and it comes out on September 29th. <clears throat>
0: The and only you, yeah. Naomi Novik I've read is Spinning Silver, and it was not my favorite. I no. want to try her Temeraire.
1: Yes, Temeraire is really good, and Uprooted is super Uprooted, good. Uprooted, I loved Uprooted. Yes, it was so yeah, good. It was so good.
2: So I guess tonight is going to be a bit of a Paris night for me again, <laughs> <clears throat> because the next book that I am super excited about is called The Paris Secret by Natasha Lester. And it comes out on September fifteenth. So it basically it, it spans uh, some decades. I believe this looks like a dual timeline novel. Um, in nineteen thirty nine, we have the Penrose or Penrose sisters, and um, Sky is uh, going to be a pilot no matter what. She is just bound and determined. And all it says about Liberty is that she tries to sort of defy. I believe, Sky at every turn. And Ooh. one thing that Sky is really overjoyed about is that, um, you know, being a pilot reunites her with her childhood soulmate, Nicholas, who is currently involved in some way with a French woman named Margot. So that's a storyline. And then in 1947, Christian Dior unveils some very fabulous gowns to honor his sister. And then, years later, a young woman, whose name I currently do not remember, um, finds a priceless collection of Dior gowns in her grandmother's cottage, and from this collection of gowns is able to begin piecing together things about her grandmother that she never knew. And friends, that's all I know, and it sounds a little convoluted, but um, knowing Natasha Lester... Um, well, I don't actually know her personally, but knowing, having, I don't, we haven't actually sat down and had tea together and talked about books that she's written about Paris, but knowing the writing style that she has, I'm sure she'll wind this all together in a beautiful way. But this book, um, I'm very excited about it because, you know, I love dual timeline world war two. I especially, especially love world war two novels about women pilots. I think it's amazing. Um, it's a very interesting period in history, I, I think, um, to be a woman and to kind of take on sort of non conformist uh, gender roles, if you will. I think World War II did a lot of that. I hope I said that correctly. Um, and so I'm really excited to read The Paris Secret by Natasha Lester, and it comes out on
1: September 15th. Hurrah! This Ooh.
3: looks really
1: good.
3: Yes, I
2: it know. Does. Amber, have you read any Natasha Lester before? I have You're not, more-
1: no. Okay,
2: well. She has like the Paris orphan and the Paris seamstress, seamstress, and the Paris something else. I think there's like one more. Well, Paris I don't. Is there another in Paris? But so I feel like I always learn something new about that era. Every book I read, even if they're kind of, you know, similar in many ways. I have to say
0: I've been looking ahead at 2021, oh, and there are some very, very good World War II books coming. A new Jennifer Robson book. Yes, I saw that. Um, a new Lauren Willig called Band oh. of Sisters. Oh, I love yes. Lauren Willig, And then the new Karen White, which is coming out in April of 2021, um, <gasps> is also a dual timeline like World War II kind of thing.
3: So the next book that I'm going to talk about tonight is Funeral for a Friend, Jonathan Jonathan Stride, number 10, by Brian Freeman. And it comes out on September 22nd. I will admit, I've never read any of this series, but the book itself, like the synopsis, really caught me. So it makes me want to read the other books in the series so i'm going to get onto that before this one comes out so jonathan's best friend steve makes a dead bed a deathbed confession he tells stride that he doesn't need to worry that he found the body on the on, uh, by the deeps and that he has buried it well a couple hours later the police dig up Steve's back, backyard and they find the bo- find a body. And the body has a gunshot through the skull. And stride has a really bad feeling cuz he's pretty sure he knows who it is. About 7 years prior there was an outside um reporter that was doing some like interviews about an alleged I think it was like alleged sex abuse scandal with some politicians and this, the reporter goes missing. They thought that maybe the reporter had drowned in the deeps, which is a, a water away somewhere near Duluth. Um, and Jonathan, well, he was the last one to talk to the reporter. Um, Ooh. his, his, Partner Maggie, he she asks him if he uh, did this, and he's obviously tells her no, but he also lied to her and doesn't tell her that he was the last one to see this reporter. Well, Stride is put on leave because you obviously can't investigate uh, like a murder that you potentially could have been involved in. and now he's left kind of on alone and nobody's there to help him figure out like what's going on and who did this but except for his wife um, Serena and Serena is going to help him by retracing the steps of the reporter um, and by doing this they're hopefully going to discover who was trying to hide things that were happening back in seven years prior so I'm looking forward to this book but of course I'm also looking forward to reading the books prior to it so this is Funeral for Our Friend Jonathan Stride number 10 by Brian Freeman and it comes out on August 22nd
0: no I don't think it does September oh
3: September 22nd I I think everything should come out in August so that's why (laughs) I keep saying yes Also you're super
1: excited for your cat's birthday.
3: Yes, her birthday's in two days. Leia is going to be 18 in two days.
1: Yes.
0: This is a really good series. I think you'll like it. So my next book is The Latest Offering from author Tracy Chi. And this is called We Are Not Free. It is another September 1st release. And this is a bit of a departure for her because a lot of what she's written in the past has been YA fantasy. But We're Not Free is a YA historical set during the Japanese internment um, during World War II. So this is a multiple point of view novel that explores the lives of, count them, 14, 14 characters who are an interconnected group of teens, who've all grown up together. And now, when the United States government has decided that Japanese Americans, even those who were born here and who are considered American citizens, are actually sort of enemies of the state and must be interned. So we look at their lives, both before and after this decision, and kind of how they are living in these camps and what this does to them on a physical level, a mental level, an emotional level. Um, I've read some things that deal with the Japanese internment and I've always just been really appalled that that was something that people thought was okay to do. And as you know, we are here in 2020, I, I am appalled still by all of the political things that kind of came out of that decision so I'm really excited to look at this. Um, it has a huge cast of characters. I'm hoping that we get to know all of them, that they're all well drawn and able to really stand on their own um, as they tell the story. So this one is We Are Not Free. It is by Tracy Chee and it comes out on September 1st.
4: So Christopher Paolini has a new epic book coming out and it is called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. I and like this title. I, I, that, you know, me and my titles, <laughs> it, I, titles have to grab me or I sometimes don't give books a chance, but, um, this grabbed me and I love Christopher Paolini. I loved his Aragon series. So I definitely want to give this a try. I've also read a sneak peek of this, um, you can get a sneak peek of it on Kindle and some other um, book places as well, but I got my own Kindle. And this is a totally different writing style than Aragon. So I'm interested to see how well he does with it. Um, so the main character in this um, book is called – her name is Kira, but she doesn't spell it right. <laughs> she doesn't spell it right, Kira. Um she, anyway, she is a um a scientist of some sort. I, I can't pronounce what they say she is, but she is a, kind of exploring new planets for colonization. Um, this is not set in a um like Earth world though Earth is mentioned. Um, So while she is surveying this planet, she comes with a a team of her. She comes across this alien relic, and she's really excited because this is like a discovery, and she's the first one to see it, and she wants to know what it's all about. But some weird things start to happen, and first contact with these aliens... um, turns out to be not so great um and it puts the human race in a very bad place um they could possibly be facing annihilation and so it sounds really epic it sounds um from the sneak peek i got it looks like there are some romantic interests um as well for Kira, or, or there is a romantic interest, not multiples. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes as far as her career goes. Um, and I want to know what these aliens are. These are places and aliens I've never heard of. And I'm looking forward to see what kind of writing style this turns out to be. So once again, this is called To Sleep in a Sea of Stars by Christopher Paolini. And it comes out on September 15th.
5: That sounds really interesting. I'm going to pick that one up too. I've been on a recent sci-fi kick and um, my book, I think is interesting. Also sci-fi kind of genre it is called Interference by Brad Parks and it is about a quantum physicist named Matt and he is suffering from like strange seizures Um then medical scientists and doctors can't explain like why he's having all these seizures. And um, he doesn't think it's related to his work, which um, is described as basically like trying to figure out the quantum world and like the small insides of atoms and um, those kind of very intricate, like physicist details. And he, um, doesn't think that this is the medical seizures he's having are you know any way related to his seizures but one day um he's having another like really bad seizure and he disappears without a trace oh. so um yeah so um it's left up to his wife um Bridget um who to find out what's happened to her husband which I think is a really interesting dynamic because um like historically and like in previous, I guess the trope is normally that the woman, it has to be saved. Um, but yes. I am so looking forward to the woman saving the man. And, um, so some of the suspects are considered to be like the Chinese government, the department of defense, um, apparently, uh, one particular unscrupulous billionaire. So these are all like the potential suspects that, um, Bridget has to investigate and brings her um, closer and closer to the quantum world. And she has to figure out what's happened to her husband. So that is really cool. I thought it was a really cool summary and very interesting idea. I love um, science fiction. I'm renewing my interest in science fiction. And I'm really looking forward to reading this. And I don't have to wait very long. It comes out on September 1st. Um, The book is Interference by Brad Parks, and apparently um, Brad Parks is a, like, very well-known thriller author, author. and an interesting fact about him, I found, was that his, some of his works have been translated into over 15 languages, so, yeah, it's, this guy is, like, really legit, (laughs) like, so it's gonna be a good um, combination of thriller and science fiction, so I'm really excited
3: about that.
0: I'm not usually a big fan of, like, government conspiracy books, but I do kind of like the sci-fi angle here, so I might have to check this yeah, out. Yeah, I like the
5: sci-fi angle, and I like that the uh, wife is rescuing the husband. That's really yes. what caught my attention. I was like, oh, oh, snap. You know what I mean? So,
0: I like that. So, let us enter the world of the young adult thriller so that we can talk about Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson. I love Tiffany D. Jackson, as does Brooke, as does Natalia. So I'm very, very excited to get to talk about this on Natalia's behalf. This comes out on September 15th. And what I will say about Tiffany D. Jackson before I actually talk about this book is that her second novel, Monday's Not Coming, contains a scene that will remain firmly embedded in my mind for the rest of my life. And it is literally like one of the most terrifying things I've ever read. Um, It's just incredibly realistic and terrible. And I have not been able to get it out of my head in like two years. And so I think it'll just stay there forever. But anyway, this is Grown. It is the story of a young African-American girl named Enchanted, And Enchanted is an up-and-coming singer. Her family has just moved to the suburbs. She is the only Black girl in her school. And she's really struggling to come to terms with that to figure out how she fits in. But the most important thing to her is her music. And when she's spotted at an audition by this guy named Corey, who is pretty successful in his own right, she kind of starts to think that maybe he can be her ticket to sort of stardom. But when Corey is murdered and all signs point to Enchanted as the killer, this could be a problem, especially since she is found with blood on her clothing and supposedly no memory of what happened the night before. So now she is kind of racing against the police to, you know, try to figure out the truth before they actually succeed in pinning this crime on her. So this looks really, really good. I've not read a Jackson book that I haven't liked. So this one should be phenomenal. It is Grown by Tiffany D. Jackson, and it comes out on September 15th.
5: Wow. That sounds really interesting. Um, Yeah, she's pretty great. I love the, um, like, prompt of, you know, you wake up and, you know, some crime has been pinned on you and like the story starts from there. So it sounds right. really interesting. Right, you don't remember.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. My last book, um, not only is September w- th- the 1st a good day for the podcast because it's the twins' birthday, but it's also a great day for me because all the devils are here. Chief Inspector Armand Gamache, number 16 by Louise Penny, also comes out. On September 1st. I am so far behind in this series, but I don't care. Every year, I will fight anyone on this podcast to get <laughs> these books. Anyone. I will fight all of you single-handed. So Armand and family go from <laughs> Montreal to Paris for a, a vacation, and they are having dinner with Armand's godf- godfather who is a billionaire. His name is oh. Stephen. Yeah. And <laughs> they're walking home from dinner and Stephen is critically injured. And Armand knows that this is not an accident. <clears throat> uh, they find a key, a, a key to a secret place that they, or a secret thing, they find, you know, a, a key that they don't know where it goes to and a horrible secret in Stephen's apartment. Oh. And Armand knows that these are not coincidences either. And Armand has to decide who he can trust. Can he trust his friends? Can he trust his colleagues? And can he trust his family? So he, his wife, Renmarie, and his, and his colleague, Uh, Jean Guy have to decipher what happened to Stephen and figure out, you know, all these things that are going on in Paris. And I am super excited for this book. Again, this is All the Devils Are Here, um, Chief Inspector Armand Gamache, number 16, by Louise Penny. And it comes out on September 1st. So super excited. I have read three of these. And then, you know what? They get better and better. And there's so much character development, um, you know, in, in the actual books from book to book that you really can't read them out of order, but they're super. No,
0: her, her writing is so lovely.
1: It is. Even when she like, writes on Facebook, it is.
2: I feel like my September picks are a slight Um, departure from what I usually talk about because my first book was in the young adult genre which um, any of you who know, who have listened to this podcast for any length of time may remember that young adult is not my favorite now the other thing that is not my favorite these days are historical romances particularly British historical romances set in ballrooms, I don't like them However, one author of historical romance that I love and continue to read is Kerrigan Byrne. Yes. And I'm going to talk about the second book in her Devil You Know series. It's called All Scott and Bothered, Devil You Know, Book Two by Kerrigan Byrne, and it comes out on September 29th. Now, full disclosure, I have not yet read the first in the series. Um, I have. I keep meaning to pick it up and then I keep getting distracted by other shiny objects. And so I haven't picked it up yet. But I love Kerrigan Byrne and I oh I also don't love reading books about Scotland anymore because I sort of binge them for a long time. And it is a tribute to Kerrigan Byrne that I'm so like almost levitating because I want to read this book so bad. Now what is this book? All Scotland and Bothered is about Cassius, who is the Lord Chief Justice of the high court and he may know how to turn on his Scottish charm, but that does not in any way impede him from doing things such as trying to shut down and infiltrate a gambling hell. Then we have orphan Cecilia who somehow through a mysterious benefactor of whom she is unaware of who it actually is, she gets to go to um she goes to a prestigious school and then on to university now remember, friends, this is historical romance, so a woman going to university um back I'm guessing it's nineteenth century is not necessarily very common, and so she thinks she's going to have a very highbrow future until I'm not sure if it's willed to her or somehow she becomes the owner of a gaming hell, gambling hell. So she is a lady by day and the owner of a gambling establishment by night. And she knows Cassius, Lord Chief Justice, in both guises. However, we are led to believe as the reader that Lord Chief Justice Cassius of the High Court does not know that Cecilia, the educated lady, and this other person are one and the same.
3: (laughs) And that is all
2: I know. And I love books about women who own, like, gambling establishments. So, um, and I just love books about, you know, I don't know. Just Everything about this looks like it's right up my alley. And I'm so excited about it that I'm actually going to go back and start with the first in the Devil You Know series prior to September 29th. So this book is called, again, um, All Scott and Bothered, The Devil You Know, Book Two, by Kerrigan Byrne. Go forth and read.
0: I have to warn you that the first book in this series is very, very heavy. Um, Yes. So you have to be sort of in the right, like, headspace for that, because, like, it starts out with this sort of vivid um, description of sexual assault. Mm. So... Be wary.
2: So there's some trigger warnings for readers for this. Yeah, for at least that
0: one. And I don't know about the second one.
3: So the last book that I'm going to talk about tonight is The Inheritance Games. The Inheritance Games, number one, by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. And this is the second book I've read of hers. So the first book that I read of hers was The Loved and the Lost, which was about Search and Rescue Dogs. Ooh. And searching, but um this one is definitely not so our main character 's name is Ava, and ava she 's got a plan she 's gonna finish high school and she 's gonna win a scholarship and she 's going to get out of wherever she lives um, she 's not happy well, her fortunes quickly turn and And she is now inheriting the fortune of a billionaire, or most of the fortune of a billionaire. That would suck. Yeah. (laughs) I know, (laughs) eh? Someone's got it. Well, the (laughs) catch is she has no idea why, and she has no idea who Tobias Hawthorne is. And the other catch is that she has to move into Hawthorne House which is full of his stuff and full of his he he really really loved puzzles riddles and codes so it's full Ooh, of that okay and the house is also full of four of his nephew uh four of his grandsons oh, who heavens. have now learned that they are no longer inheriting his Uh-oh, fortune oh yeah so one of the grandsons, Grayson, he thinks that Ava is a con and he's determined to take her down. Meanwhile, Jameson thinks that Ava is just one of his grandpa's puzzles he, that he wants to, like a riddle to be solved. Well, cool. while this is all going on, Ava needs to figure out how to play the game. Because if she doesn't, she might not survive. So Ooh. this is the inheritance games, the inheritance games number one by Jennifer Lynn Barnes, and it comes out on September twenty
1: ninth. <laughs> okay. September twenty ninth looks like a really good day for books.
2: Yeah, yes. it
0: does. Yes, yes, yes. I'm
2: really excited so is about this like book. A- is this a
3: thriller, Brooke, or is it, like, a young uh, uh, I, I adult okay, yeah, I think adult it's, like, thriller. a young adult thriller.
2: It looks good. I don't really like either of those genres, but I love the awkwardness of trying to like fit into a different life that you're not prepared for. So
3: yes. like yeah. I may have, I have to
2: read pretty house. That. She, yes. has really,
3: she writes really well. Like I do like her books. Like at, at least the one I've, I think I've read one or two of her books, definitely one that I can think of, but I, I keep, now that I keep thinking about it, I might've read one of her other books as well, but I'm not totally sure.
0: So my last book tonight, Is the third book in a series that I just recently discovered that I liked. In 2018 I tried to read Labyrinth Lost by Zoraida Cordova and I really didn't care for it and I didn't know why. I just like wasn't it just wasn't doing anything for me. So I put it aside and I picked it up again just a couple of weeks ago and I really loved it this time. So now I'm really excited to read the next book in the series. And I was especially glad to learn that the third book, which I think is going to be the last in the trilogy, is coming out on September 1st. So this is Wayward Witch, Labyrinth Lost, Book 3, by Zoraida Cordova. And this is the story of three sisters. We follow them each in a book. So Wayward Witch is Rose's story. And Rose has visions. She is a seer. Um, the first seer that her family has ever had. And her family comes from a long line of ancestral witches and they each have, you know, pretty significant powers. Um, So for Rose, she has these visions and she struggles with them because, you know, it's not always fantastic to know what, like what's going to happen beforehand. But, She knows that this is sort of like her destiny, Um, you know, her gift is to see the future. And she's really, you know, trying to figure this out. Um, Her father has returned home after some circumstances that I won't reveal to you for fear of spoilers. And this, of course, has caused a lot of conflict in the family. So it is the evening of Rose's death day party, which is a big deal in the Bruja tradition, which um, Rose is a part of. And apparently something goes terribly wrong. If I were one of these sisters, I would not want to have a death day celebration because terrible things always seem to happen to them. On these days um, but you know this is a very significant and important kind of rite of passage for them and so Rose is doing everything she can to salvage not only her celebration but her family and her gift so this is as I said Wayward Witch it is Labyrinth Lost Book 3 by Zorada Cordova and it comes out on September 1st and I will be reading the um, second book, which is um, Bruja Born, pretty quickly, so that I'll be all ready for this
4: one when it comes out. My final book tonight is called The Other Side of the Sky, and that is the name of the series as well, The Other Side of the Sky, and this is book one, and it is by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner. Um, There's... Not really a lot of information on this book that I could find. So what we know is that this kind of seems to me some kind of um, mix of sci-fi and fantasy, maybe, because Prince North, as in the direction North, um, he lives on the sky that is held up by engines powered by technology. And Nim is a living goddess on the surface is what they're calling it. So I'm not sure if this is like the same um, like city or if it's like there's a city in the sky and then there's like something similar to earth that's different, but she is kind of like the goddess of her people, the living goddess of her people. And she is responsible for their, their hope and their um, insight and things of that nature. And there is this horrible prophecy that entwines North and Nim. And they are forbidden to become romantically involved as most good And they have to decide whether they are going to save their their people, or if they are going to fall into a forbidden love that could doom their people forever. And so I am interested to find out that sounds really cool. more about this world and the city that is held up by technology-powered engines and things of that. <laughs> um, apparently, it's a very beautiful city. Um, so I'm very interested in that. I like, I like different worlds like that. So, this is the other side of the sky. The other side of the sky, book one, by Amy Kaufman and Megan Spooner, and it comes out on September eighth, which is my Georgie's birthday.
3: Wow! Is it?
0: Very cool. It is. He gets to have a birthday on Bookity
5: Tuesday.
4: Wow. I'm going to have to tell them about this
2: one.
5: Yeah. All right, ladies. So, my last book tonight is Lies and Lullabies by Serena Bowen. And it is a Friends to Lovers secret baby kind of book. Uh, The narrator uh, basically meets this guy. They um, become friends, become lovers, and then uh he disappears without a trace and Whoops. she's left um yeah, <laughs> unbeknownst <laughs> to her, she's pregnant, <laughs>
4: and um, oh no
5: again, unbeknownst to her, this man was apparently a rock star of some kind, oh. and so it's a rock star romance as um uh yeah, so uh as Kristen. So, uh, gallantly and educated me on that. That's a trope. It is. And, <laughs> and, um, I didn't even know. And, um, yeah, so this is really not in my typical wheelhouse of like books I like to read, but the, um, the title caught my attention. I'm very much like Kristen, I love titles. And after reading a bit about it, I'm like, pretty excited for it it seems like a nice little um novel and uh very interesting and like I said different from what I normally read read, um but very very um anticipating this one and um Serena uh, Bowen is a uh best-selling uh USA Today best-selling author and she's written uh you know Different different series. One of them is called True North. Um, so these are all things that I'm also interested in looking into about this author. Um, and that's that's. I mean, it comes out. Uh, the book is um, Lies and Lullabies by Serena Bowen, Bowen, and it comes out on September 22nd. So about little like at the end of of September, but but um, exciting. So, Min, oh,
4: that's my who, other friend's birthday. You don't know,
0: <laughs> but um, when she used to be on the podcast, um, she talked a lot about Serena Bowen, so I know that she really enjoys her. Um, I think Natalia has read some Serena Bowen as well, so that is a good pick here. Yeah, I have to. All right, so Natalia's last book tonight is one that I think a lot of people are really looking forward to. This is The Book of Two Ways, and it is the latest novel by Jodi Pico. And I have read almost everything that Pico has written and have really enjoyed most of it. So um, in 2018, she wrote a book backwards. So we started at the end and went to the beginning, and that drove me wow. crazy. But for the most part... I do enjoy her writing. So, the book of two ways is one of those books that's becoming kind of popular now, where we look at the future from two perspectives. So, the same person, but two possible futures for this person. Um, examples of this would be like the two lives of Lydia Bird by Josie Silver, uh, the life intended by Kristen Harmel, or the choice by Gillian McAllister. But this one is about Dawn, and Dawn is on a plane when it crashes. And as the plane is going down, you know, as is sort of like the common thing, her life kind of flashes before her. But it's not the life that she's actually lived that she starts thinking about. It's the life that she could have had. And so she thinks about this man named Wyatt that she had known when she was younger and that she really fell for. He's an archaeologist. And she was training to work with him. And then a bunch of stuff happened. They were separated. She ended up getting married, moving to Boston. And she is now working, um, helping patients transition from life to death in a hospice facility. And she finds her work really rewarding, but not in quite the same way that apparently she did when she was working in archaeology. So she survived the plane crash. And this is where things get really interesting because we now see what would happen if Dawn returned home and just picked up the life that she had been living. Or what if she returned to the archaeological dig, reunited with Wyatt, and started a new life? So, this is the Book of Two Ways. It is by Jody Pico and it comes out on September 22nd. And I am looking forward to it because I really kind of like this way of writing like two versions of reality.
4: That sounds so interesting. That does sound interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it.
4: So that brings
0: us to the end of tonight's episode. Thank you to Kira, Stacy, Brooke, Amber, and Kristen, and to Natalia, who chose books for the episode, but unfortunately was not able to be with us, but who had really, really great books picked out that I got to talk about. Yay! Anyway, thank you to all of you for sharing some of your most anticipated September reads. And we always thank Christine for her fantastic editing. Um, The podcast would not be so great if you did not edit it. And thank you so, so much to each and every one of you who join us each week as we talk about so many of the books that we love.